0: You're listening to Life Church podcast with Pastor Bill Carpenter. Okay, give me a little bit more of your time this morning, and uh, I want to just talk a little bit uh, about the Holy Spirit today, and uh, then we will be done. If you are a visitor, I welcome you to Life Church. Man, it's great to have you. There are so many of our regular people who are out traveling right now that we really are happy to have you visitors because you fill in the gap a little bit here on some. Some of these rows, but no, we're glad you're here because we believe God has something for you. We believe that God uh, brought you here today, that it's divinely uh, His doing, and uh, that He would love to, to engage you and, and touch your heart today, and we want to see that happen as well, okay? Uh, so, with that, let's, let's get into God's Word just a little bit. I'm going to take you into the three passages of Scripture today uh, for just a little bit. We're in a series, and this is the fourth and the last part, the final part of the series Uh, uh, on the Holy Spirit. Now, there is no way that any one uh, series, I don't think if it even went three months or a year, could encompass everything about the Holy Spirit. There is so much that is mysterious about the Holy Spirit and so much to to learn and, and to gain. And we learn biblically. We learn from Scripture and the truth of Scripture. And we also learn from experience as God works divinely in our lives. But this dynamic power of the Holy Spirit has been given to us as the church Uh, As God's people. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that dynamic today as we close out this little series on the Holy Who. And uh, the one that I'm going to talk about today for just a few minutes is that the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers you. All right, the Holy Spirit is the one who brings the power. It's the dynamus of your life, okay? And so I want I wanted to just go right into the scriptures this morning here and, and share them with you. I want to pray. Would you, would you just, let's pray. I know we've prayed a lot today. Um, you know, someone told me once, a pastor, a seasoned like veteran pastor, very wise older man, um, really, you know, had learned so much over, over the years of, of church life and church growth and, and, and all of that. And I, I sort of looked to him as, as a mentor. And we were talking one day, and he said, Well, Bill, there's two things that uh, will kill a church. One is if you ask people to pray a lot. And the other is if you ask them to witness for Jesus and do evangelism. He said, Those two things will kill a church quicker than anything. He said, People will leave. They'll just flat out leave. And so I've been asking you to pray, and I'm asking you to evangelize. Will you leave us too, O oh people? <laughs> this is a this is a, a tremendous tremendous place for us as a church. Uh, it's a refining place, yes, but it's also a defining place for us. And so, I really I really want to challenge us that we are in this this kind of a place where God is wanting to really 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 do something. Uh, and so, with that, I do I want to take you to the scriptures, and I want I want to talk briefly here. Uh, this one I don't have a lot to say, and here's the reason why. I've been praying about this day, and, and we, we, this, this whole series comes up to this day, and over the next few minutes, I don't want there to be a whole lot of Bill Carpenter here talking to you. I want the Holy Spirit to come. So I'm not going to have a whole lot to say to you that isn't biblical, all right? Uh, it isn't going to be stories, and it isn't going to be a whole lot of other things. I want to give you some scriptures, and then I want us to expect that God will be faithful to his scriptures. How many of you really believe God is faithful? I mean, honestly, just say, you really believe, I, I do too. I believe God stands by His Word. I believe God obeys His own Word. I believe God cannot contradict Himself and His Word. I don't believe that he's a, he's, a, he's a man that He should lie, as the Bible says. Okay, And so I believe that God will move today. I don't believe anything is magical because this lands on Pentecost Sunday, although it does. And we didn't honestly know that when we set up the series and we started this this, this whole idea of talking about the Holy Spirit right now and we set up the, the outreach, we did not look at the calendar to, and realize that, that this would be Pentecost Sunday, the, week, the Sunday just before we would do the outreach. And yet it falls so beautifully in this place. And so I want to talk to you for a little bit about this idea of Pentecost. But I want to talk to you about it from the standpoint of we are empowered. Okay. So let's go into Acts chapter 1 and turn to to chapter 1 verse 4 and hold it right there. And then I want to pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. I come to you realizing and confessing my own weakness and the reality that I am mortal and I am human. And I'm asking you today that you come alive in me as your servant, as your vessel. And you take this that is, is, is mere broken clay and Holy Spirit, you flow through me as never before. Not in the way I behave, not in the way I act, not even in the things that, that, that I say so much, but in the authority that is behind the Word of God. And that as I speak your Word today, I ask you to come with force. I ask you to come, Holy Spirit, and arrest us as a congregation of people, as a, as a gathering I ask you, Jesus, that you come in a powerful flood of your spiritual presence and by your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary that today you sanctify us in a very fresh and new way. That you cleanse us, Lord, from the sinfulness that that has afflicted our lives today. That, That you cleanse us not only from those sins that we are very aware of, but you cleanse us from the sins of ignorance I pray, Lord, like David, that you come and and your hand be heavy upon us. And then I ask you that you would fill us with your Spirit today. I ask for a fresh impartation, a fresh feeling today, God, of your Holy Spirit's power. Holy Spirit, we ask you that you uh, release yourself in us. For some, it may be in a way they've never known before. And for others, it may be another opportunity to just experience the the great flood of of your spirit, God. But whatever, God, I ask you to release the Holy Spirit right now. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to come. I invite you to come. I ask you to transcend our theologies and our religions and our experiences. And I ask you to make yourself very, very real to us. And move in our lives and change us today so that we are no longer the same. And I ask you to do this in Jesus' name. Lord, let me decrease and you increase through me that you get glory today. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought a lot about this this morning and what I would say to you and the more things I thought to say, the more I felt like there was not a lot I should say. Uh, I, I really want to take you back into, into Scripture and look at some things. And there are two particular events or situations in the Bible that I want to I bring to you this morning. And the first one is found in Acts chapter 1 beginning at verse 4. And it says, On one occasion while he was eating with them, this means Jesus of course, uh, he gave them this command. He says to them, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Some of your Bibles will say tarry. Wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. Okay, so the Father promised it, and Jesus has spoken about it. Okay, all right, let's continue. Verse 5, for John baptized with water. Some of your Bibles will say in water. But in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Some Bibles will say in the Holy Spirit. Okay, verse 6. So when they met together, this, this group, they asked him. They said, Lord, are you at this time... when when all of this happens, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Verse 7, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. And verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Let's camp right there for just a moment, okay? I want to, in just a moment, take you quickly to the prophetic fulfillment of this particular passage here. But first, I, I want to I note a couple of things here. The, these are absolutes. These are not maybes or iffies here, okay? You know, uh, sometimes I think, I, I will say something to my, my children, and, and sometimes I think they, they think that, that's sort of iffy. He doesn't really mean that. He's not really going to follow through on that. He's not really going to do that. And so they sort of discount a little bit what I say, especially if it's something that I'm, I'm demanding of them or something I'm sort of commanding them to do. You know, in my house, I, I, I can do that occasionally. I can demand something or I can command something. All right, my home is not a democracy. My home uh, is a kingdom um, and I'm the king. And uh, I'm king only under Jesus Christ, okay? So any authority I have, I only have it through Jesus, but I have authority. And I am the head, and I am the king of that, that, that kingdom, and so I, I rule. Now, I get a lot of opposition to my rule uh, in, in my own kingdom, all right? Uh, and so I have, to, I have to deal with that, you know, and you'll find that to be true in your case. But, but how many of you believe that Jesus is Lord, all right. He's Lord. He's the king. He is... Let's, let's uh, build on that. Not only is Jesus the king, but Jesus is the soon coming king. All right. Jesus is coming again. And Jesus is filled with power and with authority. He said to the disciples, all authority has been given to me. Before he ever spoke to them, these things, all authority has been given to me. And so then he comes back now and he says, you will receive power. All right. To the believers, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. All right. Now, I love this because he doesn't say if the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Or if perhaps the Holy Spirit would come upon you, you would receive some kind of power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in these areas of Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and so forth. All right. So here we have a a situation where this is a non-negotiable. You're going to receive power and you're going to be a witness. All right. Now, I don't know what the magnitude of that is for each one. I don't know how involved that gets for us or, or the implications of that for every one of us. But here's what I do know. I do know that, that God is faithful. I do know that God fulfills His Word. So, with that, let's go quickly to the moment of this fulfillment, alright? So, turn over just a little bit in your book, in, in the book of Acts, to chapter 2, and let's begin at verse 1. And let's look at several passages of Scripture there, okay? Verse 1, when the day of Pentecost came, all right, they were all together in one place. They is the people that Jesus had spoken to, all right? Suddenly, now Jesus is not with them. He ascended shortly after. He gives this, this, this revelation, this prophetic revelation to them, all right? And so now it says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They were in this upper room together, this some hundred and twenty people or so. Alright, it says they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. There was a visible, a literal, visible manifestation of, of the Holy Spirit coming. Uh, tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. So these flames of fire are falling literally on these people. You know, we don't we don't it's hard to comprehend here, you know, but try to try to visualize this a little bit, okay? All of them, not Part of them, not a few of them, not the special ones, not just the disciples, uh, not someone who had secret revelations or unique spiritual insights. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Verse 5, now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, whatever this rushing mighty wind and this fiery tongues and, 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 and the chatter of all the people, he says, it, a crowd came together in bewilderment. I mean, this is so substantial and so loud and impacting that people were concerned. There was anxiety and concern bewilderment here, okay? Because each one heard them speaking in his own language. So that would have meant that if I were... French, and I had been there, I would have heard these, these uneducated individuals speaking in the French language, all right? So uh, there was some amazing miracles that are going on here, all right? Utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Aren't they of one language, of, of one group of people? Verse 8, then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, and so on. Uh, these others, Egypt. Uh, it, whoever was visitors to Rome, that is, that's, that's this multitude. All right, verse 11. Both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Next, do we have another verse? Okay. Well, what it says after that, what follows is, basically it says, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? What does this mean? In other words, there's some kind of implication here. This is not a common event. This is not an everyday occurrence. This isn't something that we're accustomed to. There's... Something's something's going to happen as a result of this. Some, something has to give here. Something is going to, to, to take place. Something is going to be perpetuated here as a result of this. What does this mean? What is going on? What is happening all around us? This is a unique event here. And, and and there's so much more in these passages than you and I can 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 get a hold of today. And I want to keep this simple. And I want to I want to focus here. It's impossible to ta- tackle all, all of, uh, of this this stuff in one ser- sermon series. But and I I've really appreciated this series that we've been doing, and, and the, the particular topics that we we've, we've chosen to address, um, especially the fact that we've ad- are addressing them at this particular time in life, church. There's such a huge ringing in my ear up here. are you hearing that as well thank you is is it better for you now because it was it was actually hurting my my ear so I'm sure it was not fun for you either all right here's what i want i want to, I want you to, to to get a hold of for a minute here is that uh, We've done this four-part series. and this, this is the fourth part, and it brings us to this day, the day of Pentecost, as we celebrate. And we're expecting God to just pour His Spirit on us here. Uh, we anticipate God moving for us. At the close of this service, I'm going to call you... To, to come up front with me and stand with me and just for us to receive a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit and to be, be filled in a powerful way. And if you've never experienced that, I want to invite you to come and, and, and receive from God today because I believe by faith that is going to happen. But but I really feel that we're at a place of shifting as a church here. I, I believe we're at a place of opportunity, if you will. A, a place where... where Bigger things uh, uh, can be done, all right. And, the, and the, the bigger things that we do are are going to be very catalytic for for some tremendous change for us as a church. I, I believe that there's 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 great shifting that is going on in people's lives. I believe there's shifting in the earth right now. Uh, I, I just I just believe there's so much change out there, all right. But even more than, than, I, than that, you know, I believe that this is, is a great shift for us. I, I believe that we are at a place that, that some would refer to as an Esther moment. You've heard people say that, you know. Uh, an opportunity in time, if you will, that God has given to us, all right. So Life Church has a window of opportunity. It's for such a time as this that we have come to, all right. And I believe that that is ours. And and here's the thing, if you have an opportunity presented to you, there are two things that can happen. One, you can take it, and the other is you can miss it. And I want to challenge you and I that we not miss the opportunity that God is giving to us. An opportunity not just to experience Him, and experience His outpouring and His infilling. Because He can do that at any moment in time that He so chooses to do. But sometimes God comes in a very special way at a particular time and releases His Spirit for a special purpose. And every time that is number one to give Him glory, but I believe number two to make Him a witness in the earth. I believe that there is purpose for the glory of God coming and that is to witness of Christ. Nathan talked to you about the prophetic element of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus. I believe that we are sitting in a place and a time as Life Church, where God has put something out in front of us and He is ready to release His Holy Spirit upon us. I don't believe it's limited. You've got to see this right, okay? I'm not inferring that you've seen it wrong. Please understand that. But I think we've all seen it less than what we we can and should so that we can be as effective as we need to be for God. All right? So I'm, I'm not... Discounting or, or diminishing in any way anyone's experience here or what God has done in your life. Every one of us, if we look back to the point of salvation and where we are now, we've grown dramatically. You know, we, we've come so far. And, 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 and so I, I'm not discounting anything, but what I'm saying to you is that I believe that we are on a precipice. We are at a place where God wants to move through us and He wants to work through us. And to do that, He wants to empower us And so we need the anointing of God. We need the glory of God to come. We need a fresh infilling of God's Holy Spirit. We need more of God than we have ever had to be able to do what God is calling us to do. We need to be empowered. And that's what the Holy Spirit comes to do, is to empower us. That's what the Word of God said. You will receive the Holy Spirit and He will give you the power to be a witness. That is biblical. That is absolute. That is unchangeable biblical truth. And the fact that you are afraid, the fact that you are untrained, the fact that you are inexperienced, the fact that you just don't like the whole idea of witnessing, the fact that you think it's invasive or intrusive, the fact of this or the fact of that, none of that changes the truth of the Bible, all right? It may change how you approach it. It may change how you interpret it. It may change how you receive it and apply it to your life. But it doesn't change the truth. And folks, the truth of the Bible is that the Holy Spirit has come. And the Holy Spirit has come to give you power. And that power is to make you a witness of Jesus Christ in the earth. That's it. Cut and dried, simply put, period. Alright? You can't get around it. You can't deny it. You will have to wrestle with it maybe. But you cannot deny that that is Bible. That is the truth of God's Word. And so that's where we are. All right. I think we're in this, this place of opportunity. Such a time as this. Uh, God is in where we are. And I believe that the Holy Spirit will do with us what we cannot do alone. And that's kind of the big idea this morning. If you don't walk away with anything else this morning other than you're saved, you're filled with God's Spirit And you're called a witness, all right? The the big idea today that you walk away is that God will do in you what you cannot do alone. That's comforting to me. That's very assuring to me. That's where I want to be. I want to be in that place of knowing that when I step beyond my ability, when I step beyond my comfort zone, when I step beyond the the, the place that I want to be, knowing full well that I'm in obedience to God, that He is there with me. The Bible says, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's not going to drop you off somewhere and walk away from you. I've been in places with people and they say, let's go witness, you know, we go witness. And and my only thought the whole time is, man, don't leave me. (laughs) Stay right, you know, stay with me. Stay with me. I remember the first time I went into a a jail cell with an individual And and, uh, this guy, he said, come with me. We're going to go witness at the jail. And I was like, okay. And I'd never been in in a a jail cell, Um, not a real one. Um, And and we we, we walked through all these different places, and and I'm I'm mortified. I'm I'm terrified. I'm very young. I I, I think I was 21, maybe 22, something like that. So we're going to witness and uh, I, I'm like, to who? I hope he was going to say, the sheriff. <laughs> that would have been a way safer. Goes, There's this guy in here, he killed somebody. He's just so calm about it. And I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this, you know. And I didn't want to tell him that, because I didn't want him to think I wasn't a spiritual person. But I got anxiety. Man, I'm, I'm breaking out in a sweat. My, my, my legs are shaking. You know, sometimes I, I don't, I, I, I'm just not wanting to be where I'm at or something, and, or, you know, or, or I'm just like um, anxious or antsy, and so I'll just shake my knee. Some of you do that, you know? you know? You shake the whole table at the restaurant, you know? You're just shaking all the time. Yeah, it's just anxiety. You just do that. Now, this wasn't like that. I mean, like my whole legs were shaking. Like they were shaking, and it was making me shake, and I couldn't stop them from shaking. I had trauma. And this guy's saying, "Come on, let's go," you know. And we're waiting, you know. And uh, uh, all of a sudden, this door bangs open and it, you know, rattles and everything. And this guy comes out and he goes, all right, "Go ahead." You know? And this guy goes, like, "Let's go." And he's got this smile on his face and he's excited. He's like, "This is it." You know, and I am so, so he's Come on, we gotta go. You know. And so we get in. We get in there, and, and he sits me right down in front of this guy. And all I can think about is, oh, this guy just killed somebody. And I'm looking at him, and and I can't get away from that. I can't get away from that identifier, murderer. And this guy, he (laughs) goes up to this guy, and this this, this guy looks at him and says, what do you want? He goes, we just want to come and share the love of Jesus with you. I don't need Jesus. I don't need anything you got. you got nothing I need. And he says, well, can, can we just talk to you for a little bit? He goes, I don't care. Say whatever you want. Doesn't matter. He's cussing. You know, I'm dying. I mean, I am I am scared to death. And I watch this guy, and I watch him just just start talking. And he goes, Man, you know, what's your life been like? I I, I know what they all say happened. He didn't accuse him. I know what they all say happened the other night, but what's your life been like? And he goes, You have no idea. You sit up in your nice cozy comfortable place you no, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him you have no idea what I've been through in my life you, have, you know, have no idea what kind of pain has hit me in my life and he said can we just can we just talk about some of it and slowly he just started to melt this guy he led him to Jesus he led him to Jesus it's like I felt like one of the, the disciples, when, when Jesus delivered the, the, the boy, and, and they hadn't been able to, and, and they, they fall on their face, and they're just, you know, our Peter, when he says, Oh, oh Lord, I'm, I'm wretched. I felt wretched. It's like, I don't know what to do here. We, we leave, and you know, I'm like, how do you do that? And he goes, do what? And I go, I don't know, but what you just did. And he looked at me, and he said, you just love him. something out there, and there's a couple things I'm going to address this morning here in in the next couple of minutes and we're going to be done, but one of the things that's out there is cold love and indifference, and I'm telling you that God will help you do what you cannot do on your own, and God will help you to love the unlovable, God will help you touch the untouchable, God will help you speak to those who you don't want to speak to, God will help you to care about someone who needs to be cared for, God will help you do what you cannot and that's what he meant when he said, you will be my witness. See, we read that and we think, oh, well, I'm not a preacher. You know, well, I'm not, I, I can't go out and, and, and articulate the gospel to somebody. He doesn't, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to give you power and you're going to be a witness. Do you know what that word there in, in the scripture is? It's actually, you're going to be a witness. You're going to be a, a, a martyr. Where's Jack? Marturia. Say it again. Marturia. 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 You're going to be a martyr. Whoo! How about that? Well, that shifts it, doesn't it? Well, wait a minute, Pastor. Now, I, I was sort of getting there about the witnessing thing, but no, 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 no martyr stuff. You know, that, that's a, the that's a whole do- What it means is one who believes is convinced, has seen and is, and is convinced and believes and so Tells. And we've, we've created the word martyr out of that. That's, that's the root word of our word, martyr, which means to die, to, to go so far as to give one's life for that belief or that, that knowledge or that understanding. All right? So here we, here we are in a place of being called to be, in a sense, martyrs. And that's going to require you to die to yourself. I, I was praying with, with Daniel and Pastor, uh, pastor Daniel and, and Carla yesterday. I about called you Pastor Carla again. I had to flip that for just a second. I don't know what the deal is there. Maybe you're going to pastor a church in China, Carla. I don't know. But um, we, we were praying, and, and, and I, I was re, re, God brought back to me in the prayer. Daniel and I had prayed years ago uh, over on 26th Street and prayed, and, and we actually released in prayer this, this uh, willingness for Daniel on his part. Not on my part. <laughs> it was on Daniel's part. Uh, that Dan- Daniel to be released to, to the mission field. That, w- we, that was way back a number of years ago. But to be released with the mantle of martyrdom upon him. And what that meant was that Daniel was saying, as we prayed and cried, and we were in tears and we were crying and weeping before God, is that Daniel Grin said, I will be willing to be martyred for the kingdom of God. And I will go to any place on the face of the earth to do that. And that, even then, he was willing to go to uh, North Korea if, if God called him there, all right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to puff Daniel up. He just happens to be my example here, all right, in, in this situation. But yesterday we were, we were praying, and, and God brought that back to me. But, I, but what God brought to me was, that, as I was praying with Daniel and Carla, was this sense of, of martyrdom in the sense of dying to yourself, of being willing to die out to yourself so that God could work through you, uh, and, and praying and encouraging them in their work in China, all right? here's what I want to do. I want to bring that home to you. I don't believe that was just for Daniel and Carla. I believe that God is shifting and God is at work here and God is intending that you and I be filled with the Spirit. All right? God wants you filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can do more than you can do. Because He will do through you what you cannot do yourself. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the earth. So the authority that you're going in is not your own. You have an authority to go that is greater than any authority you possess because it's God's authority. And so that's how we go. And so the, 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 the whole purpose of this series has been to try to give us a better sense of the bigness of the Holy Spirit and what he can do so that we are prepared to go out. And so in, in that first message we understood that we, we get united and galvanized together to do, do the work. And then Nathan talked uh, that the Holy Spirit testifies or, or uh, prophesies of, of, of Christ and of truth. Last week Pastor Dave helped you to to embrace the Holy Spirit as your counselor teacher. Who would illuminate and, and give revelation to you and comfort, come and comfort you and help you. So... Um, Today, we are specifically saying that it is this Holy Spirit that empowers you to be a witness of him. All right. We're going to close here in just a couple of minutes. All right. Let me take you to John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. This is Jesus speaking. All right. You want to know why you need power? This is it. This this is where it comes, it it settles right here, all right? This is it. This is is the place we have to go, all right? You've been given the Holy Spirit. You've received the power. You are a witness, all right? I'm going to tell you the truth. Jesus says, if you you have faith in me, you will do what I have been doing. Matter of fact, you will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. I'm not going to stay and do this. It's not going to be a one-man show. That's why the Holy Spirit has come to empower you to be the church and to be who Jesus is in the earth. You're not Jesus, but you're to be like Jesus. And you're able to do the same things that Jesus did and even greater things. Next verse. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. And I read that and it just frustrates me to no end. It so just frustrates me that that is not a reality in the church today. We are not seeing the faithfulness of God today in his house. I believe that there is a shift that is coming out of pure obedience. If you love me, you will obey me. Yes, thank you you will obey me. Alright? It's coming right down to the reality that everything has been given to you to obey. It is not impossible to obey God. It is not unrealistic to be obedient to the things of the kingdom. It is not unrealistic for you to be a witness, for you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not... Impossible for you to go out and share Jesus. That's not me. That's not my calling. That's not my forte. That's not my character. That's not my personality. That is so bogus and the biggest lie out of the pit of hell. All right? It doesn't matter about what you are. It doesn't matter about your personality. It doesn't matter about your characteristics. You've been given power. The Holy Spirit has come upon you. You have received power, and that power is that you would be a witness in your Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, the uttermost parts of the earth. And that's where we are. That's who we are. And you have got to be willing to give out of your obedience and your sacrifice for God. Why did he come and why did he give this power? That's the reason, right? I want you to stand with me. Different ones have been telling me, you know, God's been speaking this to me and speaking that to me. And several people have given me various little prophetic words and and things about what we're doing. And and my goodness, God is just, just, he's just so in all of this. But there is something that the enemy is afoot to do to try to keep us from doing what God has called us to do. All right? Now, by faith, I believe that you have been empowered. By faith, I believe that you've been filled with the Spirit and that has empowered you. And now, by faith, you can be a witness. Now, that part is up to you. The unction of the Spirit is there for you. But will you do that? Will you be willing to make yourself available to God and to serve Him through obedience and witness for Him in the earth. And I believe that one of the first places you do that is the place that God has put you. And God has put you here. And God has put this neighborhood in front of you. This is your Jerusalem. By the way, if, if, you, if you study the culture and the context of, of the times in which Jesus was speaking to the disciples... And you look at Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. For many of those who were there in Jerusalem as disciples, that would have been the most difficult place to witness. Not as they went further out. And for many of them, it would have been easier for them to possibly... Or they would have felt much more comfortable and seemingly easier for them to witness further away, are are out from beyond them. That was the hardest place. In context, that was the hardest place for them to witness. It may be the hardest place for you to witness right here in this neighborhood. This is your Jerusalem. This is the challenge that we have. There is something that I want you to catch here. And what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to close your eyes for just a moment. And then I'm going to read something. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to, to convict your heart then I'm going to ask you to walk down here and I want to just pray over you and we'll be done. All right? When, I, I said that so simplistically and that's where I want to keep it. But I am believing that God is going to do something unbelievably powerful in every one of your lives when you come. In the quiet here, just listen to what I'm, I'm, I'm reading to you, okay? Distraction has become the new norm. We get caught up in what happened yesterday and are preoccupied with what may happen tomorrow. Our attention is too often focused on what is beginning to happen out there. In the same moment we're talking on the phone, replying to an email, updating our status, and checking the latest headlines, We commit to be in too many places at once. And those right in our midst are hurting. Brokenness exists all around you right now. As those who lead in spiritual things, we must be present. It's our responsibility to embrace what God has put squarely in front of us and take action where we are. Being present requires time, space, and place. Eye-to-eye focus, undivided attention, messy moments of inconvenience, a willingness to lay down everything else to pay attention to who is in front of you. Listening, caring, and loving. Putting down roots in a specific place. Spiritually leading right where you are. I believe that God has given that for life, church. And I believe that God is calling us to a place. Not only of repentance, but then obedience. Life, church, we have been distracted too long. We have been focused on our own selves and our own lives way too much. We have busied ourselves with way too many activities. We've overcommitted ourselves far too much. And it's all been at the expense of what God has put right in front of us. And it's not a what... It is a who. These are people that God loves and cares about. And He has put us in this building, in this neighborhood, for purpose. And I'm asking you that today you will let God search your own heart about the level of distraction and busyness and overcommitment that you have experienced and authored in your own life And that today, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, I tell you, repent. Repent in Jesus' name. And receive the Holy Spirit that you may be a witness of Jesus Christ and bring His light into this earth. If you are willing to repent and turn And bring correction in your life as as the Spirit reveals and leads. And you are willing to receive a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit today. And be a witness for Him. Will you come and stand with me? I am leading you in the spirit of repentance. I am not putting it on you as one outside of it. Let God speak to your heart. I am not asking you to figure out where you must go. I am asking you to figure out who you must go to. This means that we love without limits. That our primary concern is for people. That we are communicating the truth. That we believe that minds can be healed. That emotions can be healed. That bodies can be healed. And that we can live out a very practical uh, foot-washing kind of service to other people. And that will require humility. And that humility today will be born out of your repentance. Now I ask you to ask God, how can you, what is a tangible effort that you can make, an action that you can take to change your busyness, your overcommitment and the distractions that are in your life, so that you can do something for God here. What is it that you can sacrifice? What is it that you can give up? ask you to ask God to give you the power to be obedient to that. The power to be obedient to that. In the name of Jesus. He is with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Greater is he in you than he that is in this world, your adversary. You are made more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who is your Lord. You are made an overcomer by the testimony of your lips, the blood of Jesus Christ, and the fact that you would not love your life even unto death. And now, Father, fill us with your Spirit and make us witnesses in Jesus' name. I pray that everyone in this room right now, by the Spirit of the living God, receive the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God, come upon every person. Capture every mind, every heart. Restore, heal, deliver, set free. Move, God, now in Jesus' name. Receive. Receive the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you are a witness. You are a witness. You are a witness in the name of Jesus. Seal it, Father. Seal it by the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit right now. Release this church, Father. Release this church to bring the light of your love and your glory in this neighborhood in this city, this region, this nation, and beyond, even around the world. Do it, God, for your glory and for your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I fully believe, I am totally convinced God has done something in every one of you. You are not the same person who walked to the front of this church. You are a different person by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that you can witness for God. Do not let the devil lie to you. Do not let the adversary come behind you and rob you of this. It is sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are a believer. You have been filled with the Spirit of God. And you are a witness of Jesus Christ in this earth that is given that is given. Glory be unto God. All right? Let's just praise Him. Can we do that? Can you just praise Him right now for what His Spirit has done in you? You are a child of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is worthy. Worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be spoken of. He is worthy to be told about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. When you walk out that door today, you have entered your mission field. You have been chosen, set apart, and sent forth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I love you. We love being your pastors. Have a blessed day. All right. Amen.